Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Just like that, the second hour is here for Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Ehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Mike Gunselman, the gun show from Outkick.com will be with us in 20 minutes. Plenty of headlines to hit throughout the show. We'll hit some college football and more. Details surfacing about Mike Bond at USC and his time back at Cincinnati. Odd timing for this uh, with a leak last Friday that he was resigning at USC. And then here we are going into the Memorial Day weekend. News dump day, by the way. News dump day in about an hour. Um, Mike Bond at USC saying there were other things beyond health concerns at USC. They're pointing back to Cincinnati. We'll detail that. Uh, plus, we get weird with Davey Hudson as well, which is going to be great. It's a fill-in-the-blank uh, day for, I, for Get Weird. I also believe, based on our story about the British yep. soccer star earlier yep. in the gambling addiction, sometimes health concerns can be a catch-all for other problems. Or it can be an excuse for other problems. Yeah. Yes. Stepping away due to health concerns. It, well, it, it, not even just – there could be health concerns. I'm saying just like an addiction is a health concern – that could be well, an excuse slash reason for other things that are going on. Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, we'll find some, out. Someone would validate that report, we'll though, out. over the weekend. Last weekend, I'm saying. We'll find the out. The timing was, was odd. Chad, we're going to find out if Shannon Sharp and Kwame Brown want to face off. Um, so the former number one overall pick, he's got opinions on everything, uh, which we love. And Shannon Sharp on Undisputed on FS1 had this to say about Kwame Brown's beef with LeBron James. I'm just don't know what, what, what's his end game here. You're talking about what Kobe would have done. What would you have been done? What would you have done? <laughs> You're number one overall pick. Yeah. I, I don't get it because LeBron was in a no-win situation. People say, LeBron, why would you set a 4-3? Why would you shoot a step back this? He drives the ball. Jamar Murray does a great job of tying him up. And that even as he holds on to the ball, he's trying to get the shot up. Aaron Gordon blocks it. Now you're saying, well, he should have pulled up. It's easy to say what you should have done after the fact of knowing what has happened. Yep. And, and Skip, he said, you're supposed to be great? Really, Kwame, of all the people, he should never, ever question anybody's greatness. Because this is what we know. If there's a Mount Rushmore for bust mm-hmm. in the NBA history, whether he's the first head, the second head, the third, or the fourth, he's on Mount Rushmore of bust NBA players. There's no question. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to question a guy that, whether you say he's first, second, he's top five of the greatest players to ever play. I remember I heard him talk. When Kobe scored 81, he's talking about he's sitting damn good screens. Really? Dude, you're the number one pick in the draft, and you talk about you setting screens. Yep. Talk about the games that you played. Talk about the game-winning shots you hit. I love Shannon Sharp, personally, on, on Undisputed. I do, too. Um, this is why Dylan Brooks not following through on the trash talk matters. 
because Dylan Brooks is the only one that has tried to step up and hip check the King. And it, it, that's why it was a story when the Grizzlies faced the Lakers. Because the media, by and large, has LeBron's back on everything. Just ask Kwame Brown. You a guest in the house of this basketball talk. Didn't you know that? And now, since you don't want to act like a guest in this and you want to invalidate me, you football-playing dummy. It ain't no first downs in basketball, clown. How are you going to try to invalidate a man who was the number one draft pick, boy? You want to try to put some bass in your voice when you talking to me? When you on a panel with that buckled you down, boy? You on a panel with a white boy that blamed his coach for not making it to college, and you want to try to invalidate me? Are you a clown or what? I'm so glad that you just exposed yourself, you clown. You think you're going to put some bass in your voice when you talking to me? And that white boy made you say, ah, oh, I'm just trying to let me finish. Let me finish. You a guest in this house of basketball. Ain't no first downs in basketball, you big, tall, thick-tongued punk. This is a 10-7 round for Shannon Sharp. 10-7 yeah. round for Shannon Sharp. Uh, because I heard 10 references of clown in their response, plus more beeps and bleeps, because we can't play it on uh, terrestrial radio. Yeah, Meanwhile, that, Shannon kept it clean for FS1. That is one. Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp made his point much better in tying it all in with Kwame Brown. And what Shannon Sharp is doing is comparing Kwame Brown's basketball career with LeBron sure. James, if he's going to sit and um, you know knock LeBron James. I, I will have to give some marks for Kwame Brown. If we're, you know, we're scoring it definitely hey. for Shannon Sharp. I'm with you. But i got to give him some points for the low-key, chill vibe of just driving around with the sunroof down and yeah. you're seeing the buildings. The, the, it's a power you know, move. It looks like he's on the beach somewhere, maybe Southern California, I, so, maybe in South Florida. But like the, <laughs> the condos around him, driving around just calm, in, mo in movement. He played 12 years in and, the league. Yeah, I mean, that's 12. He, Look, he had a decent... He was the number one overall pick, and he was Michael Jordan's guy. I know, but if you think about bus in any other sport. With the Wizards. And then you pair it with 12 years. That, that doesn't happen. No, he's not one of the busts of all time. You don't play 12 years and be one of the all-time busts. What about Third an Ice guys, Cube's three-on-three -three league? You know, Michael Olawakande was a bigger bust, uh, just off the top of my head. <laughs> Greg Oden is a far bigger bust okay. than, than Kwame Brown was. But... He's also... He's not 41. He's also a disappointment based on the number one overall pick and the hype coming out of high school I know, for Kwame that Brown. That makes me feel so old, And though. he's also not LeBron James. So Shannon Sharp wins the round. This is a feud that I'm here for. I want to see more from these guys on this. And I never knew that putting bass in your voice <laughs> was such a threatening thing. Hudson's got a lot of bass in his voice. I didn't know that that was a threat every time. But I love how he kept going back to two things. Hutton pointed out clown is what Kwame Brown said, and you're going to put some bass in your voice and, and do this. That was the second point that he wanted to make. That's really – there were, there were it's, it was a three-point plan. You know, some people have 12 points they want to make. People run for president. They run on more points than that. Maybe they run on fewer. But the three points that Kwame Brown, I believe, was making was, one, you're a clown. Two, don't put that bass in your voice. And three, you're a football player, not a basketball player. I think I just summed up his entire argument. Yes. Don't, don't talk basketball because now, you sit there and you talk basketball with a white boy 
who blamed not I didn't know that Skip Bayless blamed not playing in college on his coach. I know some I have some buddies that have the same argument. He couldn't play in Vanderbilt because of his coach? I, I have some buddies He went to people, Vandy, right? People I know that'd be like, I would have been SEC had it not been for my high school coach holding me back. I'm sure there's probably a case where that happens, but not that often. I think if you're that undeniably good, you're going to find your way on the yeah. field in high school somehow and, and show out. You, so you're so upset you're, that your coach kept you out of the SEC that you you couldn't even make the team at St. Thomas Aquinas is what I'm hearing. Yeah. You know, my my line all the time is that if, if someone <laughs> asked me, like, why didn't you play college basketball? It's because uh, I didn't know that school was so important, that that Division three school I could have played basketball for, that my ACT score actually was, mattered, yes. and I needed to get above what I got in order to get into that really good to, Division three school. My grades were great. My ACT score was bad it, because I never studied for it, because I didn't have anyone hey. telling me, hey, we should get you an ACT or SAT prep class. Maybe you should study for it this time. I just thought, hey, I'm, I've got good grades. I'll be really good in the ACT. That was incorrect. I'm sure I And have, I didn't play basketball for that reason. Not because of my high school coach. Chad, I'm sure I've... Who's dis- a really good guy. I've disappointed my, my parents uh, far more many times than the example I'm about to give. But you mentioned the ACT. How many times did you take the ACT? Twice. Okay, me too. I scored the exact the, same score both no, times. So I... Because I, I didn't study either time. I made, a, I, I made a 24 on the ACT my first time. Yeah. My dad was so disappointed... By the way, that's that's what I made uh, both uh, times. So disappointed that I had to retake it, and I actually tried on the second time and scored less. <laughs> <laughs> did you study? Like, did you take one of the classes for the second? No, not I didn't take the class, but I <laughs> I did uh, I did actually like put a lot of effort into it and scored less, which had... tells me like a lot. Again, I, I am one. No one has ever asked to see my diploma. No. Ever. No. So No one's ever asked my ACT score. I, we, we're just and, saying it on the show right now. And in a day can. and age where you have OnlyFans and TikTok, do you have to go to college and pay $50,000? No, I think the value of a college education is being diminished by the day in America. I, I think by the day it is. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't have anyone. <laughs> and I'm not trying to you know, just sit here and blast, put my parents on blast. Oh, I know. I'm a first-generation college kid in my family. So no one else in my family went to college or even really You're thought Bronny about James. it. You're Bronny James. Yeah. <laughs> Bronny James minus a bill, you know, a billion dollars. Bronny's the, he's a first-generation college that, guy. That though. his dad has. Yeah, but I'm saying. For at least a year. A little different circumstances with how he's being raised in Brentwood, California. No doubt. As opposed to me in, in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, <laughs> uh, living on, you know, living with my, my grandparents and my, my parents. Going but to the I, cellar I was, to get the milk. I was the, there, was no, there was no instruction on... Someone like, hey, you really need to study for this. You, we got to get you a test. Right. We got to get you ACT ready. We got to get your college. I applied to Pepperdine University. Why? Because I'd heard Malibu's awesome, and I, I was like, Let's, it's in Malibu. It's on the beach, and I applied. That that was the only reason. I knew nothing about the school. Didn't know if it offered the major I wanted to get into. Nothing about it. I didn't study for the ACT. I got a I got a twenty four both times. Shocking, I know. 24 first time, didn't study. Apparently it's very didn't easy. Didn't study for the second one, got a 24 then. I needed a 28, I believe it was. I had like a 3.9 something GPA, so that was fine. But I, I remember I needed a 28 to go play at Sewanee, uh, University of the South, which is a really, really, it's like a smaller Vanderbilt. Former member of the SEC. Former member of the SEC, but it's, it's a very, very prestigious, good school. 
Yeah. And um, I was going to get – they don't even offer full – Division three has no full athletic scholarship. But they wanted me to play basketball, and I was going to get a third of my school paid for. Third through basketball. This You'll love this part of it, Hutton, because your dad worked in financial aid also for he college. He did, yeah. I was going to get a third paid through basketball, a third through loans, yeah. and I was going to have to come up with a third. That third I was going to have to come up with was double the amount to go to the state school, the <laughs> University of Tennessee. If I would have gone to private to play school, Sewanee, I would have been playing basketball all the time. Paying them to be a part of the team. Paying them double <laughs> a third of it. Now, granted, the other third was going to go by, and all of mine was loans, too, to Tennessee, but that's how much more expensive it was than just going to the University of Tennessee. Yeah. Nothing uh, my dad just disgraced. I'm awful at math. I'm adopted. My sister's not. She's a math wizard. And here I am just... You scored what in math on your ACT? Like, sorry. I just I have I, to guess I love, C. I love that you tried. I've got to guess C. And got, you probably just put too much pressure on yourself. No, it wasn't that. You know, nowadays, I parents, just, parents was, would probably like, Chad, put you into counseling Chad, after at this that. Point, like, Did like, we put too much pressure on them? No, no pressure. I was just an idiot. Like, yeah. Still am. Still am when it comes to finance. I mean, look, the ACT is <laughs> not easy. That's what we're trying to tell everyone. It's not an easy test to take. If you could, all those you know, questions, what would you do if you could go back and tell your younger self something? But think about the pressure. What would you tell yourself? Hey. What would you tell your, to me it would just be yes. that these things are important. These things aren't, but here are the things that, that graduate, are really important. Graduate, high school and college, but don't stress over the fact that it's hanging over your head. You've got to make a certain score. Hey, don't get, be Stetson Bennett. No get, one is, get, get your degree. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, if you're going to be in college for six years, get your degree. Yeah, it, one of two things, Hudden. Get your degree if you're going to be in college for six years or win two national titles as a starting quarterback. That's, that's why Stetson Bennett's let off the hook. I, I, I'll say this. Like, there, there is a perception that the people that don't attend college, though, are idiots and like rednecks. There, there's a guy right now driving for Walmart that makes $100,000 a year. That's where they're starting now in hiring. Now have a college degree and go get a job and tell me what you're making. Right out of college. Yeah, I mean, look, the, guy, the yeah. guys I know that did not even go to college, um, they're the ones that are doing very well with whatever profession they chose. And it's also like the guy that when my grill breaks, I have to call them to ask them. for advice on how to yeah. fix something because I don't know how to do it. Right? And that, I'm, I'm so I mean you. that as a total compliment. Yes. Like, uh, my blade is messed up on my lawnmower. Oh, I'll call the guy who didn't go to college because they know far better about this stuff than I do. And I hate that about me. My ceiling fan's and light I love is that out. About I, need, them. I need to replace this bulb. I remember it was me, me and one of my cousins <laughs> were the only two in our family, like extended family even to go to college. And I remember one time he was sitting in his floor with his like young wife. He was younger at the time. And he was trying to put together a ceiling fan. And I remember it was just he had all these directions laid out like he was uh, Carrie in Homeland. Trying Christmas to crack, Eve. Trying to crack the case. Christmas Eve. Oh, no, it was worse than that. It was like a full <laughs> tableau of everything out there. He's got them laid out. He's got all the pieces laid out. And it's, it's like 15 pieces tops. And he's just looking at it, and, and he's got it in his hands, and he just says, I just, almost in tears, I don't know why I can't figure this out, why I can't do these things. I, I feel the same way at times when I'm trying to assemble something. There are certain things yeah. that I just look, and I'm thinking, can you, I need the, I'm very verbal in that I need it spelled out when you give me the, the graph with the pictures, I'm like, is this the same piece that's here? I'm having to 
try to aim it up to the pick to the actual Can you paper prove, yeah. to see if it's the same piece. You're having to prove you're not AI to the to the uh, instructions. Oh, no, no one's going to confuse me for AI. The, anyone that's looking well, at this guy, either, this but guy online, clearly gotta, is not a robot. I have to pick every uh, photo with a crosswalk in it. Oh, you know? know, and there's like a little sliver of a crosswalk that's left in one of the blocks, and you don't click it, and you're clicked out. What we're trying to tell the kids out there is to just keep what's important important. That's that's the message. That's right. As we go into Memorial Day weekend. Thank you. Show's over. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, everybody. Have a great weekend. Appreciate you. I, I was about to Kidding. say screw the rundown, uh, but we have Mike Gunzelman coming up. Uh, yeah. The gun show. Uh, we'll get into a lot more. we got to ask the gun show the, uh, what, if he could fix a ceiling fan. And also, what, what would be the advice he would give his younger self? Oh, that's great. Now, now that we're on this path, we got to ask him what he would do. Before Guns joins us, uh, YouTube and NFL Sunday Ticket. I don't know if this matters to the casual fan. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Uh, for customers of the YouTube TV package, again, this is for the customers who are subscribed to YouTube TV. There's a different payment platform for you if you are for NFL Sunday Ticket. Each account gives you up to three streams simultaneous. But for NFL Sunday Ticket, you have unlimited simultaneous streams as long as you're within the same residence. NFL Sunday Ticket available. So you can stream all the... I guess they're assuming like the 1% who subscribe to this have like eight screens in their home. And they're going to like screen all these games at the same time or click back and forth. But I, I am wait, is, is this, does, wake does, me up when it's reaction day okay. to all the screw ups on the first week. I don't prime video did not. I have, don't think they're going to the moment, though, that I said that uh, we talked about prime video not having big, huge issues. Right. Other than what I still to this day claim is some sort of audio issue. That makes both Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit sound more quiet. Yes. On the broadcast compared to everything else. Yeah. Compared to everyone else I hear. I think some of it's their energy. A big part of it, though, is the audio quality of it. I go to a softball practice the other night, and we get to talking about it with some dads. And they were going through all the issues. Uh, it was five minutes behind. We'd constantly get an error message during the game. And I'm thinking, I had never heard of any of these. I, I mean, I, I do think we're going to get it with YouTube TV, though, on but, Sunday Ticket. We're going to get a lot of that because maybe. of the inventory, because of the amount of games. But with Amazon, I could pause my screen and come back to it and hit play. I yeah, like that. I, no, I had no, I had no issue at all. Yeah, is that the internet service and not the provider? Maybe, but I just think we're going to have we're going to have legitimate YouTube issues with all these games. The on. The NFL's going to grab that money and then. This is also the networks that are already paying the NFL for their package, for their allotment of games, their primetime windows, um, saying, hey, we also want an exclusive game on streaming. They're also doubling down on streaming, even though the commercial inventory, the advertising inventory, by and large, is spent on television and not online. Mike Gunzelman about to join us from New York. The Gun Show from Outkick.com joins us next on Hot Mike. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
Sixth and T-Body, our location with e Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Hutton and Withrow with you. Hot Mike rolls on with the gun show. A great uh, little joke here in the uh, YouTube chat I've never heard before. Okay. But it's pretty, pretty punchy. Jordan says, LeBron didn't go to college because he struggles with finals. <laughs> finals with a capital oh. F. How about that? Jordan winning the joke listen, of the day. Listen to the Beach Boys playing right now. And as we see Mike Gunzelman uh, in the backdrop of our dreams. Where are you currently? Well, you know how like, you have, when it, the weather is really bad and you'll have like the hurricane meteorologist like <laughs> holding on uh, to yeah. things? <laughs> I decided to do the complete opposite. It's the holidays, Memorial Day weekend. So I believe uh, I was going to say the Jersey Shore because literally that's where I am. But this does not exist on the Jersey Shore. Snooky ruined that. <laughs> Once Snooky and the situation destroyed the Jersey Shore, so this is uh, this is the Jersey Shore. My in my view, in my view, it would be. Is so. there a clean part of the Jersey Shore? Uh, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Fair enough. Do you, Absolutely do you, uh, not. Do you watch? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Guns. Of course, that, absolutely. The, where they yeah. go back to the Jersey Shore that they thought was the Jersey Shore of their youth, and it's just covered with syringes <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> Were these syringes always here? I, I don't remember yeah. that as a kid. I love it. I uh, I had a shore house grow. Well, still do. My family does in Seaside. In Seaside, you know, oh, that's nice. Beautiful place. But uh, the nickname is Sleaside because <laughs> once you actually get onto the uh, onto the actual, uh, you know, onto the sand itself. So, uh, but we're okay. Everything's going great. Could always be worse, right? It's Memorial it's a holiday i just wish that this was a real background behind me but that's okay. uh, same uh, for you i wish that hey uh chad and i were <laughs> discussing uh randomly act sat scores but what how many times did you have to take the uh the test and what did you make i took the essay so i took the sats twice i got a 1290 out of 1600 the first time and okay. i got lesser the second time same um wow you and hutton are exactly yeah. the same i i applied myself the second time and scored worse Yes, and, and I took the course. Yeah, I took the st- I took the course again to like study for it. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. drop hundreds of dollars for you like, would, oh, this is how you do it. And you would I have got thought worse. you would have thought I came home with an earring the way my dad looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> you did what on your second test? Uh, guns. Yeah. I took the ACT, not the SAT. I took it twice. I wasn't smart enough, or was never told to even study for it, and it wasn't even seemed like it was anything of that much importance. I scored the and, and no surprise. I scored the exact same both times, a twenty four in both times. Didn't study the first time. Didn't study the second time. Which I'm thinking that means that this test is pretty true to form. Uh, no preparation at all and got the exact same score both times. So that's a good good for the ACT, I guess. Bad for funny, me. Funny, st- funny story. One of the uh, one of you know how in fantasy football leagues there's always a punishment. Well, last season. Uh, the person not for Clay Mo- Travis, but for everyone else, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Oh gosh, we have to have a. We could do a whole he's show on far, his He's far too busy, guns. He's far too busy. Okay, <laughs> just can't can't be inconvenient. He's in one that. of his four God. homes currently. Yes. I got a lot on his mind these days. Does. A lot going on. Um, but the loser of my la- of the league this past year had to take the SATs live, oh live on Twitch. Imagine That's taking it, like 30-something years old. Oh, my. It was, it was live streamed the whole time. It was hilarious. Who came up with this punishment? Because that's brilliant. One of us in the group chat. We were trying yeah. to think of, like, what could be the worst thing. SATs is tough. And so we would periodically, it was live streamed on on uh, on Twitch, actually, and we would periodically catch it. <laughs> he took it for like nine hours in a row. 
<laughs> it's so hard. That is a he great didn't break punishment. A thousand. He didn't even break a thousand. You're talking about like isosceles triangles. He's like, what is this? I hope people are jotting down a note in their phone right now for future fantasy football punishments by hearing that. If they can That's make someone, one, here's a note, make someone take SAT on camera as an, as an older person is perfect. Mike Guns will be with us. Outkick.com is where you can find his great work. The Gun Show is where you can find him on social. Guns, why is Saudi Arabia the biggest sports threat for us right now? Listen, guys, this is wild. So let's let's uh, let's break this down. We already have we already know a couple things out there. First of all, China obviously is the worst. We know that, all right. The NBA has sold their soul to them. Adam Silver is a gutless worm. He continues to bend over backwards to China. LeBron, the same thing. And we understand why they got. Well, we understand why, but we don't agree with why. But of course, it's all because of the money and the Nike contracts and all of that. And you know, they you know that they, they've essentially sold out to the Chinese. All right, but where the Chinese only have um, kind of just uh, the monopoly over, say, basketball in the sports realm. Let's get, let's set aside the political stuff and the TikTok and all that. The Saudis are coming in hot and nobody's talking about it. Fellas, do you realize this? Let me just break this down for you, all right? Give me 20 seconds of your time. The Saudis, within the last couple of years, obviously have live golf, billions upon billions of dollars. They signed Ronaldo, who's one of the top three uh, most famous soccer players in the world. They just dropped $440 million contract offer to Messi, the other most famous soccer player in the world. Now, I understand that us here in America, we don't care too much about soccer, but you have two of the biggest international superstars that are athletes going to the Saudis. That's a big deal. If that isn't enough, one of the biggest influencers, Jake Paul, for Gen Zers and influence uh, and uh, millennials, Jake Paul just did a boxing fight over there. He's sucking up to the Saudis and all them afterwards. The WWE, which is supposed to be for, you know, for kids out there, family-oriented content, who, by the way, also have females on the roster that have to fight in full garment. They just extended a multi-million dollar partnership through 2027 annually with the Saudis. They've also got Formula Formula One racing out there. They've also put in the bid for the World Cup for 2030. They are taking over everything while we're arguing with in ourselves here in America and and they're just laughing all the way to the bank. We are giving them so much money in the sports world. Oh, and on top of all that, they're one of the worst human rights abusers in the world. Do you know, do you realize that if you are gay, and I've cited multiple examples of this in my article on Outkick, if you are found to be a homosexual in Saudi Arabia, you get 500 lashes and can be sentenced up to five years in prison. And this is who people are giving all this money to. And we don't hear anything about it. Well, but so but we hear about it because Phil Mickelson apparently started all this with live. But prior to that, Post Malone, Bruno Mars, DJ Khaled, they all went to a Saudi festival and performed Mm -hmm. like they're, they're, they're musicians. Global superstars are going over there to take the money, too. And to be honest, we were discussing this last year with the Live Tour. It is hard to turn down $200 million if you're Phil Mickelson at 45 years old or however old he is. You're exactly right. So what the Saudis are doing, it's very interesting because I, I did a lot of research on this, and they're not really hiding it. They're saying that they are trying to kind of like rebrand themselves, okay? Yep. I call it a purpose, uh, purposeful diversion. All right. They want everyone to look at the glamour, the billions of dollars that they are putting into sports, music and entertainment out there. We're seeing that, like you said, with the concerts and all this. 
But while they're doing that, it's like, oh, here's the shiny objects, everybody. Meanwhile, they're one of the worst countries in the whole entire world. Out of the top uh, 20, the G20, is pretty much, you know, it's the most important countries in the world. The Saudi economy grew the fastest last year. They are also the fifth highest arms dealers in the world. Where do you think all that money is going that they're getting from the sports leagues and from the athletes and from the Post Malones and from all of them? It's not going to the people. It's only being, we know exactly what's going on and nobody's talking about it. We hear China, China, China. Of course, China is terrible. The Saudis are coming in like a juggernaut force right now, fellas. Yeah, but see, here's where I'm split on it though. During COVID, I wanted things to be open, right? We're Chad and I are demanding to be in our radio studio. Uh, Dana White refused to shut down and he had Fight Island in the UAE and he did it there because he couldn't do it here. So I'm thankful to have that television experience at two o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday more than I am anti whatever we're referencing here because I'm a sports fan for that moment. So if I'm going to back that, but I can't back the fact that they're going to spend money on Phil. That's where I was split last year. And I, I said then, like, I don't blame these guys for going to the Live Tour. By the way, there's only, what, one tournament that's going to be there on the Live Tour. Everything else is, for the most part, in the States. I, I agree with you to, to an extent, because I think the larger, the larger issue that I'm kind of talking about or is that when America's demise happens, it's going to come from within. And we're starting to see that, whether it's on a political spectrum, you know, we're starting to see the inner divisions that are happening. A lot of it kind of purposeful because division, you know, gets allows politicians to remain in power. Right. And that's all they really want. Right. So we're seeing that from within. But while we are arguing with amongst ourselves, the powers that be, I'm talking the corporations, politicians, major athletes, like your Jake Pauls, your Phil Mickelson's, they're kind of like, they're saying one thing, but then kind of laughing and just joining the Saudis who are just going to take over. So while we're all, and, and rightfully so, the beauty about America is freedom and debate and all that expression and being able to argue amongst ourselves. But while that is happening, the Saudis are sweeping in and it comes to a point where the money's going to be too good. And then people are going to look back in 10 years from now, and be like, whoa, whoa, why is this all happening? It's like, well, we did it to ourselves. We did it to ourselves and nobody was fully, we understand the live golf, but it's much bigger than live golf. On an international playing field, the Saudis are making big moves. And what I find most hypocritical is on um, one aspect, some of these athletes are saying, you know, here in the home front, like, oh, America sucks. Married, there's so much wrong with America. But then those same people, those same leagues, those same sponsors will then willfully, knowingly go and give hundreds of millions of dollars to the Saudis. That is a double standard. Just be real. They're not being real. And on top of all that, you don't hear it like, oh, well, we know the Saudis are bad, but there's always a but. Rory McIlroy, I use this example in my Outkick piece. Rory McIlroy was one of the biggest people that came out against the Phil Mickelson and Live Golf. How could you? Do you realize just a couple months later, I have the tape. I posted the tape on the on the article. Just a couple months later, he does a complete 180. And he goes, well, if they're going to spend the money, uh, as long as it helps build up the sport. Isn't that interesting? You know what we call that? Two syllables, my friends. Sell out. But also, hey, the, the advertisers for the PGA Tour, MasterCard, Genesis, uh, there, there are others, uh, Workday, 
they they do business in Saudi Arabia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the PGA Tour, yeah. those it, are the main sponsors for tournaments, and the PGA Tour is anti-live, but taking the money from... Yeah. Again, it's a very confusing stance to take if you're trying to be fair to yourself, because uh, you we pick talking one, about, and both are doing really the same thing. Well, and aren't we talking about the only reason to stop it in a, in, when you have capitalist societies around the world that are just trying to make the most money possible... You know, no one does business with North Korea in part because they don't really have business in their country, but also because they're so sanctioned, no yeah. one can trade with them. I mean, doesn't it just have to reach a point where you can't even trade with Saudi Arabia? Because as long as you can, guess what people are going to do? <laughs> they're going to take the money and they're going to they're market their businesses there and they're going to capitalize on what they can while they can. And, and, and I understand why, listen, I'm all about people that you want to make money, go make your money. Let's go. But I, it's just frustrating because it comes across as hypocritical because, you know, there's so many inner turmoil and, and inner issues that we're dealing with right now in the sports world here. But at the same time, one of the worst offenders in the world for LGBTQ plus rights is getting so much money, hundreds, like so much money from the same people that are thinking that America's terrible on that front. It's just, and, and, and granted, we do have a lot we have to work on here for sure, but I just don't understand how you can criticize here, but then on the say, uh, the next sentence, go and give millions of dollars and want to do tournaments or want to have partnerships with Saudi Arabia. It's just a double standard. And the Saudis clearly don't care. Oh, by the way, they also did something called 9-11 that people seem to have forgotten about. All right. Like, what are we doing here? They've jailed and imprisoned journalists. Like it's the double, like China, China, there's so much focus on China right now from TikTok and all that, that China, like, you know, I don't see them becoming a sports, the sports juggernaut anymore. All right. There's too much focus on them, but the Saudis have, they control all the oil. They have so much money now. And just nobody's talking about it. So my whole point was to bring awareness because fellas, I want to ask you this. We see that the NFL has already expanded to Europe. All right. They did a couple games in England, UK. They did one in Germany. Am I wrong? Cause I don't think I am within five years. Do you think that there would be a football game played in Saudi Arabia? Because I don't think I am. They are desperate to expand. They won't have a team there. But do you think five to seven years, there's not a game played in Saudi Arabia? If everybody else is doing it, they can be like, well, look, we're not the first. The WWE's doing pay-per-views there so for 100,000 people. I, it's pro- about pro- optics, right? Well, I think probably if you just put it out to open bid of you know who wants to pay for us to bring a game to your country, Saudi Arabia is going to win that bid. But the NFL may be the one that doesn't need to do it. Well, but they're right. It doesn't believe, even need guys, the money to do it. I believe that Goodell's lasting legacy that he wants to leave on the league is to have a division in Europe, yep. four teams. Mm-hmm. That will be the division that plays in Saudi. It won't be from the the current setup in the league. So, however long that okay. takes, I, I think it's longer than the the time frame you're laying out in five years. But I mean. With the way they're expanding globally, like the right. the NFL teams can owners can bid on marketing rights to certain countries, and it's open. I'd say roughly ten to twelve different countries right now uh, are certain teams have yeah. the rights to to market their team there. I, I think we are headed in that direction. Uh, you know, and, and Vince McMahon after nine eleven still had Monday Night Raw 
and he's still doing a pay-per-view for $50 million over in Saudi right now. Saudi Arabia, so, yep. Yeah, so yep. again, like, absolutely. I, I don't put anything past anyone versus what they've done on camera or said. And the thing is, once you go to that level, once you do have an NFL, because right now I laid out, you have the two of the greatest soccer players. They own Newcastle Soccer Club. Like I said, that might not mean a lot here, but look at the international landscape, because when you get to that level of these executives, it's almost like, you know what I mean? All they look at is dollar signs at that level. They yep. all party at the same clubs that none of us are invited to. You know what I mean? They're they're yep. they're they're the elites for a they're reason. F1. Every they are F1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the formula racing as well. I mean, that's huge itself. And the fact that they have their Grand Prix now in Saudi Arabia. But once you get to that level, my friends, there will be no accountability ever again for Saudi Arabia if the NFL plays a game over there. All right. There's too much leverage that the Saudis are going to have. So the next time there's a, hu uh, a, a humanity crisis or the next time a New York Times journalist gets killed or the next time we find out the Saudis back some sort of attack. Guess what? There's too much involvement. There's too much blurry and crossing of the lines. Now that used to be just in the political and corporate realm. Now in the sports world. It's something to pay attention to. I've done a ton of research on it. It's it, it's interesting. It's kind of sad and depressing because I'm all for America being the best damn in the world. Like, let's go. Yes. Like, let damn right. Let's go, America. But when we see what's happening, just see what's happening in front of us. And I laid it all out there. It's something to pay attention to because when it comes down to it, all a lot of people at the top care about is that money. And the Saudis have a ton of it. And will they sell out more of America? Will more Americans sell themselves out when you have Jake Paul and this next generation, perhaps they, you know, that are like, hey, well, you know, that's where the money is. It's something to keep an eye on. Guns, we had a, a, a video earlier of a, a emergency exit door on a Asianic Airlines flight oh, that someone, God. some dude, some idiot opened up. He was arrested for it. 700 feet in the air. Is there something that's even worse than that? And would that be changing a diaper on a, a, a tray table? Uh, I will. That's kind of a loaded question right there. Worse I, than somebody opening up a plane? I mean, well, I, I mean, the door. The visual, I mean, the visual is not as bad as I expected. No that's, one died. No one Which died. Clear, no one died. died. Someone's scarf may have been tattered. That's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. So when you explain it like that, it's a little bit better. But I think for anybody watching, please, for the love of God, don't open plane doors ever. All right. Ever. Right. Or but do what you're about if, to describe. If there, <laughs> if there was ever a second worst thing, it would be this. Uh, we found out that a, a couple, these parents decided to change their baby's diaper that was used not once, but twice, <laughs> twice and get this, they didn't go to the bathroom, the back of the airplane to do it on, you know, the changing stations. They did it in the middle of their aisle on the tray table twice with people around. Are you kidding me on the tray table? Oh, my God. And if that wasn't enough and disgusting and unsanitary and gross and you got to be kidding me, these are people that vote and they're changing diapers on the tray table. And they still these are the people that are voting out there. You can't make it up if that wasn't enough, my friends. When the person for during the second time, this woman said, uh, can you not do this, please? The mother became irate and defensive and couldn't believe that somebody said something to her saying, you don't know how difficult it is to have a kid on, on the flight, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and the woman and then the flight attendant came and they were like, you're right, we don't. But can you move 10 feet to the back and do it in the in the restaurant, in the restaurant. Please, for the love of God? Yeah, they were changing stations right there. But how it's like even when you do something wrong, you become defensive. That is so gross. Also, fellas, in my, uh, you know, because I'm a 
Capital J journalist. How you doing? Let's go. Gun show coming at you. We've got we got this coming at you. I did my research. I I, I always thought this that they there's no way they can clean the planes during the changeover. Okay. There's not with enough you. time. Yeah. All right. But some people on this thread were like, oh, well, that's okay, because the trade tables get cleaned. Well, then we found out, guess what? They're only cleaned at the end of every single day. I don't even believe that. Yeah, I, I, don't, that, I, I yeah. think that's probably being a little bit liberal. That with might what be they a actually stretch. Do. Don't even believe so that. The, maybe. So at the, the next, day, maybe. The next time anybody that's watching right now or listening to Hot Mike right now is on an airplane, do not lay your head down. I don't care how hung over you are from Vegas. Do not put your food on this thing. Do not even touch it. Because why? Because you might have had a baby getting changed with a soil diaper an hour before you just sat down. Disgusting. You can't make it up. People are crazy. Guys, people are crazy these days. Guns, you always bring the energy, man. And we appreciate uh, the capital you. J for journalism. We appreciate you as always. Yes. Don't yes. step on any syringes on the Jersey Shore. Yeah, That's get my back to the beach. To you this <laughs> get back to the beach. And enjoy your it's, Memorial Day weekend. It's five o'clock somewhere, fellas. And on the East Coast, it's coming up soon. So I'm going to go live that up. All right. Hot Mike, baby, coming at you. Appreciate Cheers. you all. Happy Memorial You're Day. The Thank you, brother. You're the man, Guns. Thank you. Guns. Chad, what a guy. We've got uh, headlines about 15 minutes away. It includes DeAndre Hopkins, who has been released by the Arizona Cardinals. But Steph Curry has won a social justice uh, award, but they overlooked one key point over the last calendar year. It's somehow omitted from the reasons why he received the social justice championship award. That's next on Hot Mike. Hunting Withrow from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Hot Mike across the Outkick Network and includes the YouTube channel. We hope you subscribe while you're there. We're here at our home. And this great radio partner. Absolutely. Uh, the NBA announced recently that Steph Curry is going to be named the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Championship Award winner. Um, this is the honor named after the uh, six-time NBA MVP number two on the uh, career scoring list. Uh, given to the player who best embodies Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's message of civil rights, black empowerment, and racial equality. Um, all, all fine, except for the fact that he opposed low-income housing that was going to be developed next to his mansion and wrote an open letter with he and his wife uh, on behalf of the fact that they were against this being built, this development near the $30 million mansion in Atherton, California. Uh, they, they failed to mention this from the NBA's press release, but this would go against the awards spirit, I would believe. It just goes to show you that um, if you're perceived to be on someone's side, they are going to see everything right. about you that puts them on your side. If you do or say one thing that doesn't seem to per be perceived that you're on that side, oh, we'll just ignore that. We'll just forget about that. That didn't happen. That didn't happen with, with Steph Curry. I was listening to an interview with Justin Theroux, who directed Tropic Thunder. Uh, really funny guy, really good actor. Could they make that movie today? Well, and that's what they got into okay. in the interview. And he said, I just, and he's clearly very much like in line with the people who are criticizing the movie politically and with his thoughts. He's like, I'm just thinking, do you not see like intention matters in comedy? <laughs> 
And he said, we are roasting Hollywood and Hollywood actors and how pretentious they are and how silly it all is. We're not roasting, you know, some, uh, 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 we're not roasting African Americans with Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal. It's, we're, we're roasting Robert Downey Jr. Or mentally challenged yeah, people. Yeah, we're, we're roasting whatever. the Australian overly self-serious actor that feels like he's got to do this and be in character right. the whole time. And he said, I just it hurt because I felt like we're on everyone's side who's criticizing us. And what's that word again? Side that I'm talking about. Well, you're on my side. Yep. You can do no wrong. If you're not on my side, you can do no right. We need far less of that in this country, of the taking sides. Chad, you were reading something from Bobby Barak on a new Game of Thrones spinoff, potentially? Yeah, he's got a story up at Outkick.com. So um, House of the Dragon, which finished in October, is coming back. The creators say it's going to be at least four seasons. And okay. um, there's a Jon Snow sequel that has not been greenlit yet. But it's on the table. Possibly. The only show that's been greenlit they're putting into production is Dunk, a, a, a show about Dunkin' Egg. It's a lighthearted look at Westeros, Hutton. It's going to be more of a comedy. No Bring dragons. on Jon Snow. No dragons on this show, they promised. Others may like it, but I need more Jon Snow. Hey, coming up, NFL Power Rankings. Armando Salguero has posted his top 32. <laughs> 